But we do probably need to introduce ourselves. Because we haven't even said our names. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. People don't know who we are. (laughs) Well, hey guys, welcome to the Becoming Resources channel. We are starting something brand new today. We are starting a podcast and we're playing with names. It might be the Pastors Podcast. It might be Random Things We Talk About Podcast. But uh, this is a segment where I had asked my dad to come on. He is an amazing leader and a pastor and someone I really admire. And I think he has all kinds of things that are just going to be able to pour into your life. And when he says things, sometimes I say smart things. So I kind of wanted him to be here because he helps me say smart things. So this is my dad, Greg. So welcome to the Becoming Resources channel. It's great to be here and I'm excited. Love hanging out with my daughter and uh, she is a gem and you're going to find that out. She's uh, super talented, good writer, coach, uh, speaks, communicates well. And so, uh, yeah, we're just trying this thing out. I mean, I, I kind of always wanted to do a podcast. I thought it would be a sports podcast because I just like football. have so many things in my head about sports. So I, I got stats and watch NBA and NFL and college basketball, college football, golf, t- Tiger Woods. So I kinda, baseball. Don't forget baseball. Yeah, baseball, baseball. been almost 30 parks. So I thought about doing that, but I thought when Jill said, hey, let's do this, I thought this is a better way to do a podcast. So we might weave in a few sports stats along the way, but we really want to honor the Lord and uh, really want to show you how uh, a relationship like this really can work and uh, how it functions on an everyday life. And just encourage you parents to love on your kids and, uh, you know, uh, care about more who they are versus what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, who they become in life, which is follower of Christ. Yeah. So, yeah. So thanks for having me. Love yeah. And something really interesting about us is that if you've ever done the Enneagram, he's actually never done it, but I'm just going to tell him what he is. Right. We are both the same number on the Enneagram, and we are both eights. Uh, but you're going to see in this podcast. Is that good? Should I, if it should I be a ten? Is that a, a ten's not a number. Enne is nine. Is, is one, nine. Is Enneagram one bad? Is not, no, one is just a different personality type. So eight's, eight. o- eight's okay? Eight's great. All of them are great. God's made you to be who you are. So eight is great. Eight is great. No, so we both have the same uh, challenge. The challenger. In- Indian gram? Enneagram. Ennea. Yeah, nine. Ennea. Oh. <laughs> That's why there's not ten numbers. <laughs> oh, listen, by I tried to get him to do this at church, and you just refused to take it. Yeah. Yeah, because he's an eight. And we refuse to do things. <laughs> it's a very common trait of eights. Chief wouldn't do it either. He's also an eight. It's all these things. Anyway, my point is, is we are very, very similar, but we are different. Yep. And I think as we bring up these ideas, you're going to see a similar vein, but you're also going to see different takes on things. Uh, you're going to see it from, like we talked about, a male and a female perspective. And then, you know, I'm a millennial and he's a baby boomer. So it's like the different generations that you're going to have in here. I don't feel here. like a baby anymore. But. Well, you're at the very end of the baby boomers, if that makes you feel better. Uh, yeah. So, but you're just going to be able to see kind of how similar personalities of family live life because there's challenges and there's frustrations and there's fun and there's excitement and there's silliness. And I, we just want to show that to you that there's a way to do it and there's a way to have fun. Let's, and our way is not the right way. It's just a way. <laughs> let's see what this way looks like. Yeah. Let's find it out. Notes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have notes and a table and a camera. Hi camera. All right, so we're going to try to do a podcast. 
We don't have fun microphones in front of us, though. Most people have headphones and microphones. So how do we... How did this idea happen? Uh... Well, we have breakfast every Thursday, and it's just kind of something we do a lot. And he recorded something for me because I'm using those times to write a book. And I wanted to know how he said it exactly so that I could type it out. And I was taking a clip from him because I thought it was a really good quote. And I sent it to him, and I said, hey, you're good at this. We should do a podcast. And then later on in the day, he goes, hey, that's a good idea. Let's do that. So that was last week. So podcast. Podcast. All right. So uh, and then we had breakfast this morning. So let's talk yes. about that just for a second. Okay. So we're you're writing actually two books, but we're doing a book together, mm-hmm. right? And that book is called Breakfast with Dad. And there are two people in the book. Yep, I'm breakfast. He's dad. She's breakfast. I'm dad. <laughs> and so we're talking about leadership principles, mm-hmm. but not just a leadership book, right? It's a book right. that is leadership inside what relationship? Yeah. Because I've done a lot of leadership stuff in the past, and I like to read books, and I like to do podcasts and all the things. Um, But I I feel like without connecting, and it's like with all learning, when you have an emotional connection to something, it just sticks. And you have something to fall back on, and you don't have to memorize it. You can just keep it. So I feel like if people were to take something like leadership that is uh, very stereotypically sterile and not emotional or relational... Mm -hmm. In general, people try to see it as principles, right? Just principles. I think if they would take a new spin on it and look at it as, hey, you know, how do I work together with somebody else to empower other people? I think they would be better leaders. So along the way, not today necessarily, but along the way, we'll talk about maybe some of those principles and chapters. And when it comes out, you should get the book. You should. And uh, along the way, we hope we honor the the Lord in this. Uh, uh, Make sure God is first in this. And, uh, you know, I, I was thinking of, the, of that today when we were doing this podcast or thinking about doing the podcast. So thinking about back in our life, we've been mm-hmm. somewhat, we're very competitive, right? Yeah. But somewhat athletic on a small college level yeah. to some degree. I mean, not not uh, pro level. No. but But. Because that's not what we do. As you grew up, from ballerina to I still like ballet, by the way. Michael no Jordan shorts, <laughs> mommy's girl, daddy's girl. Gliding right over the ballet. <laughs> and then, I don't even know how to spell ballet. And then, but for a season, you really got into the sports thing. So we did yes. that together. And I, mm-hmm. I think we, I was thinking about that. We did uh, we did softball and basketball. Mm-hmm. And from kindergarten to sixth grade, I coached those. And you played in those, and mm-hmm. was the best player on the team on both sides. We never lost a game. No, until they changed the rules. We got told we couldn't pick our assistant coach anymore, and we only lost one game that season when they took away the second person that I always had with me, and we still won. Yeah. Because we will find a way to win. So in basketball, <laughs> you learn how to shoot left-handed, right-handed. Mm-hmm. Softball, bad left-handed, right-handed. But then you ended up going, I want to try golf. And so we went golfing. I did not golf right and left-handed. And that would be amazing. We went golf. We went golfing in Seattle. We were there for uh, an assignment the Lord put us on for a year. And Jill golfed, and she shot 143, and it was the most miserable round I've ever been involved. I'm like, 
well, good. She won't ever want to play again. And so we went back and she's like, I like it. I want to do it again. I'm like, what is happening? I didn't understand that I was as bad as I was. I think if you don't understand, it's like, you know, just you're in bliss because you don't know how bad you are. So we got her golf coach. It was on the pro tour. And within one week, changed three clubs. She went from a four iron to seven iron, gained 30 yards and everything. And actually played small college golf. I did. Really good. Yes. And uh, it's good today. So uh, what was a time? Like, was there a golf shot or a hole or some? Was there, what's, what's a great memory of a sporting event you had? Um, I was in high school. It was my senior year. And I remember being on, it's it's silly because it was a super easy golf course, but for some reason in my head it was really hard. And I never really played well there. Um, I did play well this day. And I was, I hit this putt and I always keep my head down and I listen for the ball to go in the hole. That's a quick tip. Stop looking up for the ball. It's just going to go. If you look up, you're going to make it roll funny. Um, but I listened for the ball to go in the hole. And at the last second, I was like, listen, it was a long putt. It was it was half the green. I remember it was half the green. And I looked up, and it was about five feet from the hole. And it was getting closer to the hole. And I was pretty sure it was going to go in. So if you ever see, like, Tiger Woods kind of walk with the ball and then, like, gives a little fist pump, it just was an automatic thing. I don't know if it's because I've watched Tiger Woods do it so many times or if that's just your automatic reaction and you want to walk with your putt to the hole because you're so excited. But I remember that, um, and that was just a lot of fun. So it's kind of a miracle putt. Yeah, it was it was a really good putt. So for me, along the way, playing small college basketball, I played against this uh, team that was nationally ranked, uh, and uh, the the guy on the on the team averaged I think it's forty one points that year. Averaged is crazy. You don't hear that anymore. Uh, but uh, his name was Bill, and uh, so I got I got the assignment to guard him. So the first time down, I came from behind and blocked the shot. He looked at me like. What are you? He says, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm playing defense on you, right?" So I'm like, "Am I supposed to block because you're that good or something?" And later on in the game, then I got a fast break. I'm going down the floor. He's going with me. I go up right-handed to 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 get ready to lay this thing up, and he's going to jump. And I realize that he's going to block it. So I bring it back down, and he's, we're going side by side. And now I'm under the basket, my head, and left-handed, and I laid it up uh, off the board. And by that time, we both have slammed into the mat on the wall mm-hmm. and looked up in the ball wind. And he's like, how did you make that? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a miracle thing. So as we journey in this podcast, talking about miracles, things that only God can do, things that only God can imagine and create and, uh, and beautifully, uniquely, all of us have made to do amazing things for the Lord. So as we walk through this, talking mm-hmm. about miracles, talking about God, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that he's in the forefront, and then just to encourage you, like we're encouraged that uh, the best is yet to come. You know, yeah. So. yeah, and I think it, it was interesting. I had somebody say to me, like, oh, I was talking to them, and they found out my dad and I were both pastors. And I think a big goal for this uh, podcast is to show you that God belongs in your life everywhere, every day, doing everyday things, and that it doesn't have to be a set-apart time to talk about God, and now you move back into the real world. They need to be together. And I remember she said to me, she goes, you're both pastors? Like, what are your conversations like? Do you guys just talk about God all the time? Do you have really strict rules? And I just started laughing. I'm like, I mean, we talk about God, but I don't consciously go, okay, now it's time to talk about Jesus, and now it's time to read some scripture and sing some hymns like that's it, i think sometimes people have a false sense of 
what it is to live as a Christian and have God in their life. But I feel like we do it all the time. So it's just how we live. So to clarify, we won't use the name of the show, but we are actively applying for our game shows. And this was a game show person that uh, we got pretty far along in the process and then they decided not to air the show right now. So we're still in the queue. Uh, But she uh, was interested because she was not a Christian and she's interested in what being a Christian means and pastor Mm -hmm. means. And so now we moved on and we're now applying for other game shows. So get ready, not only to see us on podcast, but we will soon be on television doing a game show. He loves game shows. Loves game shows. I watch them all. I read. He watches all game shows. I I tape them and I've been reminded by my wife and my daughter that we no longer tape, it's record. But I'm living in yesteryear, so I'm taping. And then he rewinds the tape. And then I watch the shows and (laughs) I imagine how Jill and I could probably win. So, oh my goodness! So this morning we're having breakfast. So this is a, this is th- this is a, happens to be Wednesday morning. Typically it's Thursday morning, but we schedule changed. It's we're really having breakfast, <laughs> and we're having a great conversation about several things. And about an hour and fifteen or twenty, because the book is called that you're writing is called Breakfast with Dad, right? right? Yes. And so uh, we're having breakfast. We're talking, and we're sharpening each other. Iron sharpens mm-hmm. iron. So not just am I getting things out, Jill. Is challenging me to think and how she's thinking. And so, but we're having this great conversation. And about an hour and 15 minutes into it, we're like, why are we not doing the podcast on what we talked about? So, we're coming fresh off that. And so, maybe yes. we'll just take some of the things we talked about a few minutes ago. Yeah. I think something that actually happened at breakfast today that you don't know about because I didn't tell you about it. Um, but just, I was, I was there. He was there. He just doesn't know what's going on in my head sometimes. That's true. So I feel like, uh, so I, I feel like I get like these great ideas that I need to tell all the people in the world sometimes because I also speak and I write and I do these things and I'm like, oh, that's a message right there. That's what I, and I think today I got, um, it, it's interesting because sometimes you share things with people and you're like, they're going to think this is gold and they don't. And it's not that they don't think that you had a good idea. And it's not that they don't think that you're... So for context, I felt like God gave me a word. And I was like, that needs to be a message. That needs to be this. And I'm like, and I was telling him about how God had spoken to me and said this. And as he's talking to me, he's kind of saying, that's probably not something that you should use because that's probably not exactly right. It's not wrong. But as as he was talking, instead of being offended, which I'm really not, I'm not proud of myself, but I'm uh, amazed at where I'm at in this moment. I went, that was a word for me. That wasn't a word for the world. That was something that God spoke to me. So there are times in our lives where we feel these great inspirations from God. And we're like, we got to tell everybody. And you might need to have, that's what's great about the relationship, right? Being able to have breakfast together. I have somebody I can say, hey, had this great idea. And then, you know, you get some counsel and it's like, that's not a bad idea. But that might not be for everyone. That might be for you. And then it kind of makes it even more special. Yeah. She's like, hey, God talked to me for me. So that happened at breakfast. I don't know if you realize that. I do. But, but I, and I think I think what's interesting is you said this award you think God gave you for everybody. Mm-hmm. As it's a word for you, mm-hmm. the fruit of that labor will be, the result right. will be, it'll be worth everybody because you're going to practice mm-hmm. and live that yeah. word out for you. And they're going to write about it and tell people about it and they're going to live the yeah. same thing. So ultimately, you're right. It's, yeah, it's it puts you on the it can put you on the path to being where you need to be yeah. to be used by God, but it yeah. might not be what you need to tell everybody because it might not work for them. Right, and yeah. it could confuse them. Yeah. So, yeah, that happened. That happened. <laughs> what else happened? 
You know, I, I said something this morning that I thought, I've thought about it before, and so maybe, maybe this should be podcast number 27, but this is the first one, so I'll just go ahead and say it. Um, I think life for a Christian, and we talked about mountains and valleys, mm-hmm. right? And so in the Bible, uh, you don't, when you see Jesus, his life, yeah. 33 years, but the last three years of ministry, right? He's built this reader moment. I took her to the cross for us. And during that time, he's trying to build disciples because he's like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ascend to heaven and I'm going to leave these guys behind mm-hmm. to start the church and write the, write the Bible that would be inspired to write the New Testament, all these things. So he's on this mountaintop, a Mount Transfiguration, and you don't see many times in the three years that he's on a mountaintop. But we think of mountains being victorious, and it is, right? Mm-hmm. But he's there very very infrequently in the three mm-hmm. years. And then when he's there, it's very temporary. It's like, and, and, and his two disciples are going, hey, let's stay here. This is really cool. He's like, nope, got, got work to do. So he's going down the mountain, and, and then he heals the demon-possessed child. And what's reminded me is that really life is lived mostly in the valley, not on the mountaintops. And as a Christian, as people, and maybe it's too simplistic, but if you said, hey, there are three kinds of people. There are unsaved people, totally sold out like Paul kind of people. And then there's a bunch of people in the middle that are trying to discover mm-hmm. uh, sanctification, Christianity. I didn't believe, now I did. Do I go to church? Do I read the Bible? Who do I hang out with? And my life stuff. There's all that discovery thing that you're writing. Another book. We won't tell about that now, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. I'm excited about Really excited about that book. Uh, but then I wonder... That if we if we can get through, and I said this to Jill this morning, I'm like, so where are you at? Mm-hmm. So you're certainly not in the unsafe category. Yeah. You're certainly in the safe category. Yeah. So in the middle, you're not a brand new Christian. You're a mature Christian. Mm-hmm. You pastored, so you've you've counseled people. So you're on this edge to be in this last category of people that would be more like Paul, if you do a study on Paul. Where he's like, okay, I got radically saved at age mm-hmm. 31, yeah. died at 63. He served Jesus one year longer than he didn't. And he uh, he's, he said, you know, I know where I'm at. Yeah. I, I, I can get bitten by a snake, which he did. I can be shipwrecked, which he did. I can be let down the wall in a basket to hide out, which he did. I can be left dead because they stoned him with rocks. Strong basket. Strong basket. To strong hold basket. Probably strong people that did that. Anyway. Yeah. But, he, but, he, but it, and, you know, I know as a human that can... You're like, wow, that really happened? It all happened. Mm-hmm. He must have been discouraged, disappointed, wanted to quit. Yeah. I never saw that. I saw resiliency that Paul goes, this is temporary, that's permanent. Yeah. And in this moment, whatever it got, so basically the some of the premises are that today is the day the Lord has made. We'll rejoice in it. You talked about mm-hmm. not cause of it, in it, walking through it. And then God's essentially into our tomorrows now. So he's he's already said... An eternity passed today, Jill, this is your day. Today, Greg, this is your day. Mm-hmm. And so what's our job to do is to walk in it. Right. Right? And so and and so I I typically don't look for mountains and valleys. I would call the valley maybe a battlefield. And I was thinking about what I said out loud this morning. It's like being a medic. So if you've been in a war, you have family members, friends, you watch it on TV, some of that stuff, you know, documentaries are true about war. It's almost like we're not, as, as, as this last stage of Christianity where Paul is, it's like he's a medic on a battlefield, okay? Life has lived in the valley, and he's walking through the battlefield on the smoke and the haze. He hears, a, he hears somebody going, help, right? Or I'm alone. And so he's looking for the one person that's been shot or wounded, mm-hmm. and he finds that person. 
And he's going, come on, I'm going to help you. You're not alone. You're not forgotten. I know you're wounded. I know you're injured. I know you think you're going to die by yourself, Mm -hmm. but I'm here. I'm going to help you. And he carries him over to the medic tent, which is the church, the spiritual hospital, and gets him in there and goes, now you get cleaned up Mm -hmm. and you get fixed up and you get healed up and get on the battlefield with me. Because there's more people to find. And then Paul goes out and starts going on the the battlefield. So I feel like in my life, I wake up every morning and go, God, help my life be like broken bread and poured out wine, communion in your hands to nourish those you send my way today. Not tomorrow, today. And then I just try the best I can, not perfection, but direction, Mm -hmm. to be led and sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit to say, Who's that person in front of me I can pastor today? Right. Who can I encourage today? Who's the wounded person Mm -hmm. God is sending me to say, Don't give up. Yeah. Don't quit. That addiction can't get won't 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 take a hold of you. Keep a hold of you. Your marriage can be strong. Your kids yeah. can come back to Jesus. You you're, you there's a job out there for you. God has the cattle on a thousand hills. He'll resource your effort. Yeah. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. God's with you. Yeah. I'm with you. We can do it together, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have this moment if you realize that that Paul did that for the last thirty two years he just was a medic on a battlefield of life. That's out there sharing Jesus so the wounded could be healed and saved and have a name written in the Lamb's Book of Life where now they can live forever together in heaven. So yeah. we talked about that this morning, but sometimes you, you kind of speak things out loud and you're like, that makes a lot of sense to me. Well, and as you're saying that, it's interesting because as you're that medic on the battlefield and you know, you're trying to see people to not be their savior, but to point them towards mm-hmm, their savior, right. because you can kind of get that savior complex. If I'm here to fix you, I'm here to help you. And that's how you get fulfillment. But if you pay attention to Jesus, like you're talking about, he wasn't on the mountain a lot, but he also didn't talk about the mountain a lot. Yeah. He talked about the father. So he didn't talk about the experience. He talked about the one who gave the experience. So he wasn't like, Oh, do you remember that time? Or, Hey, we're heading towards this guys. He didn't, he knew that he was going to the Mount of transfiguration. He knew it was going to happen. He didn't talk about it. He didn't hype it up. He didn't put people's eyes on the experience. He talked about the father, always the father, and where the father was in that moment with them, as opposed to living experience to experience or chasing that experience. Yeah, yeah in, the, in the Bible where it says, Paul says to Apollos, the two guys that are together uh, working with the church, he says, hey, one of us is going to sow a seed, uh, you know, talk about Jesus, maybe for the first time to somebody. Yeah. And this message would come along and water that seed. So they're going to go, and let me tell you about Jesus. I heard about Jesus, but let me water it again. Mm-hmm. But then the Bible says that God's one that's life changed, right? So we're, our assignment, we're on assignment. Mm-hmm. Go, we'll, we can talk about this another time, but our goals are to make it to heaven, take people with us. Yeah. Right? So we're making it to heaven. Now our assignment is to be on this last leg of Christianity where Paul is going, Whatever happens today, it's okay because I know my assignment is to be on the battlefield yeah. and be a medic for Jesus and point people to Jesus to the church so that they can get healed up and they can be saved and they can get on the battlefield. Yeah. And there's more medics mm-hmm. on the battlefield of life while there's a short amount of time to make Jesus famous so we can have maximum people in heaven yeah. and minimize those that are left behind. Right? It's true. Yeah. It's good. So, yeah. Yeah, so basically just in this podcast, we're just wanting to kind of show you that living life together just as... You know, familiar relationships, I feel like people, uh, you don't realize it when you have something that's good that other people don't have that. Like we have a very good relationship as a father and daughter. And I think in the past year, it has gotten stronger as we've gotten to meet and have breakfast uh, and just kind of see each other as, you know, as you grow up, if your kids, they say, if your kids want to hang out with you when you're grown up, you did something right. I think that, you know, you, you, the goal in life 
is just to live it the best that we can for God, yep. right? And so how do you do that? I think it's a little harder to do than just saying, we're just going to do the best for God and we're going to talk about God. So we just wanted to bring that to you a little bit. Like, how, what do we do? We are normal people that just have breakfast and go on tangents. We both do that. And I, I feel really bad for the people that we have worked with because I think our brains do this and we expect people to follow us. Yeah. And we leave them sometimes in eventually they learn just ask the question because we're going to go this way. But as we go this way, Jesus is still in the, in the, in the direction. And as we talk, God comes up organically. And I want you to understand that that's where God's supposed to be in every moment of your life, not just in church and not just when you read your Bible or pull out a commentary, just every day when you're working out, when you're walking, when you're making dinner, when you're talking to your kids, when you don't want to do something, God is still there. Yeah. So we're just kind of showing you how we live life in that way and with God inside of our relationship. So we'll see where it goes. If you took anything out of this first podcast, don't hit your hand on the table. And I also need you to stop doing this because it's picking it up every single time. And when you're doing this, it... The microphone hears all of it. So we we <laughs> apparently have rules in the podcast. Now. We have rules. And don't tap so the table by the microphone. Don't touch the table. <laughs> don't do it, people. I can't fix that. I'll send it to Tony. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. We hope that you're going to come back and join us again. We're going to be doing this maybe once, twice a month uh, at first and kind of see where it goes because yeah. he's super busy. So getting the time to film this was like, oh, it was a God thing. It was a miracle because th- this man is super busy. So we're going to try to get to you guys and talk to you because we're really interesting and we find ourselves fun. We two think of, you should. Two, two of us do. Yes, and we think you should too. <laughs> All, right. All right. Is that it? Yeah.